Welcome to Make It Simple, where we take complicated issues and, with the help of an expert, break them down into ideas we can understand, truths we can apply, and questions worth pondering. I'm your host, Matt Popovitz, and with me is my friend and co-host, Rachel Ryder. Rachel, it's so good to see you again. I'm excited about our conversation today. Oh, me too. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Same, same. And that phrase will make a lot Uh more sense when you understand who our guest is today. Rachel, who is our guest on Make It Simple today? Um, I like that, you know, for the most part, we either reach out to people we really admire and we want to hear from and we reach out to our friends. So we have our friend Tanner Olson with us today. Yes, who we also happen to admire. He's like he's yes, he's in that he's in that category where he's uh he's both. Uh, he's an incredible poet and an awesome speaker and a good friend of ours. Uh, and we're talking to Tanner. And and what are we talking about today, Rachel? We're going to be talking about poetry and like the power of hope. Yeah, yeah, the power yeah. of hope because that's I mean that's Tanner's whole message over at Written to Speak. And if you're not familiar with Tanner, you really need to be. Tanner is an author, speaker, poet, and he's the founder of Written to Speak, which aims to spread hope and announce love through spoken word and poetry. He's he's also big on Instagram, my daughter tells me. Got a huge <laughs> following over there um and is spreading hope through all the social media outlets. Tanner's writing is a delightful blend of faith, humor, and curiosity that points readers and listeners toward the ultimate source of hope and love uh, in Jesus Christ. And he's written four books of poetry, all of which are available on Amazon.com, three of which are called Walk a Little Slower, As You Go, and I'm All Over the Place. So, Rachel, it's always fun and really just delightful to talk to Tanner. Uh, what specifically, though, are you looking forward to in this conversation? You know, I'm having two thoughts. Uh, the first one is I hope people listening don't go, uh, poetry? I don't want right, to. I don't right. need to listen to that because I think knowing Tanner and and I've followed his message and I've utilized his work in my own life, like, like you want to be here for this. This That's is right. going to be a conversation. I just believe that will... Um, leave you feeling just kind of seen and inspired. That's right. Um, and so I just want to talk to him about uh, what he does, like a little bit about the mechanics of, of poetry, but like why poetry? Because yeah. poetry seems like you hear it. And I think our first things are like English lit class and high school and like, like poetry is unattainable. It's the thing they used to do, but like, how is it relevant today? Yeah. yeah. And what Tanner's- does it mean? Yeah, yeah. Tanner's poetry, it's, you know, whatever you think of poetry, this is, this is probably not it. You know, Tanner's right. poetry always reminds me of a note from a friend kind of passed in class, a really encouraging note from a friend. Um, and that's how everything that he writes reads to me. It's like, it's like a good friend who noticed what I'm thinking, noticed what I'm feeling, wrote a note and slid it across the table or handed it to me in the hallway of high school or college. And it just hits you like square in the heart. It's casual. It's conversational. But it's also deeply personal and relatable, and that—that's his poetry, and that, and that's I think why it's like connecting with so many people. And so, so I'm gonna, I'm going to talk with Tanner about like why why is it in his mind that his poetry is is resonating with so many people right now? Mm-hmm. Like what's going on in the world and the culture that makes us so hungry right now for his message of hope? And and then also like how can we uh, as people who maybe aren't poets, how can we kind of take up that same calling of being people who speak words of life and encouragement and hope in others? What can we learn from a poet just as people who need to spread hope to other people? That's what I am yeah. looking forward to. All right. Yeah, and like Tanner just has a way of um 
speaking very beautifully. So I just want to listen yeah. to him use beautiful words. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put him on the spot and ask him to share yeah. a couple poems. I, they, like, how great. can you how can you have him on the show and not do that? So, right. all right, stay tuned uh, because right now is our conversation with poet, speaker, author, and friend Tanner Olson. Tanner Olson, welcome to Make It Simple. It's so good to see you, my friend. Just happy to be here. I love, <laughs> I love, I love the shows. I love being on shows that I actually listen to. You know, oh, Tanner, that means just, so much. That does yeah, mean I, a I lot. Love, I love the show. It's been just a, a joy to be listening to the episodes. It's just like for me, it's like a little bit of like, like I feel like I'm going to class when I listen to these because I'm like taking notes while I listen, and oh. it's all these new things. And I oh, hope that's... people take notes during this one, but so far, probably not. Oh, <laughs> no, Tanner, no, no, no. Thank so, you. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And I, I am certain they will take notes because uh, you, you're on the show today for a reason, not just because, you know, you're our friend, but because uh, you have an incredible message and uh, a, a growing ministry uh, that has blessed me. I know it's blessed Rachel and a lot of other people, and uh, I'm excited to to share it with share it with our audience. So, so let, let's start there. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about what, what, what your work is, uh, as a poet, as a speaker, as an author, uh, what, what exactly is it that you do and, and what is the mission of what you do? You know, I ask myself that most days, like, what do I actually, <laughs> actually do? Um, it is a lot of, it is a lot of creating and sharing the things that I'm learning, the things that I have learned, the things that I'm going through with, people around the world, mostly on the internet. And um, every now and again, when I get to speak face-to-face with audience, sharing poetry, telling stories, and creating these these really big messages and ideas and feelings, and hopefully offering them in a way as if I'm sliding you a note across the table that Mm -hmm. says, hey, you're not alone. Me too. This is what I've gathered and learned Mm -hmm. as I've taken steps forward and mostly steps back. And so a lot of that looks like is is writing poetry, um, creating posts on Instagram, and then a lot of direct messages with people who find themselves in my inbox asking questions. So a lot of my work, I'm sure it's very similar to the work of a pastor. People do not, they don't get to see that part. Yeah. Um, but it's just, the idea is to, to, to spread hope and to announce love through written and spoken word. That's great, man. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest misconceptions people have about poets, Oh, and poetry. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's funny. So after I do a poetry show, people will come up and say, I didn't, I, I don't like poetry, but I liked that. And I think that says that people think that poetry is just this one thing. It's like Shakespeare, yeah. whatever they learned in sixth grade. And, and mm-hmm. that's not the case. You know, it's, it's a form of art. Um, and so the, the type of poetry that I write is something that's honest and simple. And that like, and like you can hold in your hands and, and kind of tuck in your back pocket and go with you throughout the day. But I'm not trying to to be showy or flashy. Um, I had one English professor critique my work that basically said, "You're not really a structured poet," uh, and that's very true. I'm I'm not. I just kind of do my do my own thing. But it's it's the it's communicating the things that we know to be true in a way that others can can hold them um, and, and sit with them. Something that's not going to go over their heads, but right into their heart. And I think when you think back to like grade school when you first started learning poetry, it was like, it has to be like this and only from this person or this person. And now it's more this wide range thing where it is this, this beautiful art and way to communicate what you want to communicate in a way that's not a message or a sermon. And it's not a song, but it's something that sits right in between those two. Mm -hmm. At least for me, that's kind of how I view it. 
Yeah. Well, I want to pick up on that word, um, like the messages that you give, because you talk a lot about hope and like, I know people can't see you, but um, you're wearing a shirt right now that says spread hope. Um, mm-hmm. So let's, let's dive into that particularly right now. Like what, what's your definition of hope? Um, and, and just why is like having it, spreading it, that message of hope so important to you? Yeah. Uh, my, the working de- definition that I have for hope in my mind is it's it's the full assurance of what God will do. And so there's a lot of like trust and comfort in reaching inside of that, but it's knowing that this is not the end and that good is on the way. Mm-hmm. And I find myself saying that over and over and over in my own head is, you know, this is not the end and good is on the way. Yeah. It's that take another step with hope, with mm-hmm. peace, with joy, with, with your questions, but with the full assurance of knowing what God will do. And I know through it all that he will be faithful and it's not going to look the way I thought it was going to look, but it's still going to be good. Mm-hmm. And in the stuff that I write in the words and the poems and the, and the messages that I try to share, it's holding our questions, our wondering, our hurts and our pain. Also knowing that underneath all of that, there is a hope that's not going to let our story end, but it's going mm-hmm. to let it continue in a way that we don't know, but I'm not giving up on that. Yeah, you yeah. you you, you kind of touched on the phrase that came to mind for me. Knowing your 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 work and your poetry and and reading it and cherishing a lot of it is that that phrase that you that you've penned in the past. And hope doesn't let the story end. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Um, it, you know, it's the, it's this belief that um, that uh, the story of God's goodness and His faithfulness. Um, is going to keep going and that ultimately we, we do know how this will end and it ends in a good place um, for us, mm-hmm. you know, for those whose, whose yeah. hearts have hope in the right person and the, and, and the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I totally, I, yeah, I totally agree because it's what I write, <laughs> but, but it's, it is such a hard thing to communicate because sometimes it, it, it kind of, you, you're trying to force people to skip to the good part, but we can't just skip to the good part yet. Right. Right. It's knowing that the good part is coming, but it's sitting with what is and not trying to overlook someone or where they're at or what they're going through or what they've gone through. Like hope is not just this thing that you just say, it's for you. It's this, but it's like, like, no, hope recognizes your hurt and your pain as well Mm -hmm. and says, can I come sit with you? Yeah. Why do you think so many people seem to be resonating with with the work that you do and the, and the message that you have, Tanner. I mean, you know, I, I, that, at least that's my perception is as, you know, as I follow you, as I'm your friend, as, um, mm-hmm. as I take in all the things that you offer uh, on Instagram and the, and the books that you, uh, the, the books that you publish, uh, it, it really mm-hmm. seems like people are really resonating with your message and, and your work. Uh, why, why do you think is that other than the fact that it's really good? Is there something else <laughs> going on in the world right now or in the hearts of people right now that is just particularly hungry for this message and what you have? As far as I can tell, people are just hurting. Yeah. Oh, just mm-hmm. a lot. There's just a lot of pain that comes from just being alive. And there's a lot of conversations right now, a lot of really good conversations about, about counseling and about being honest and about vulnerability and about reaching out. And I think that's what my words are doing is my words are reaching out to other people because I don't necessarily know exactly what they're going through, but I've gone through things and I'm going through things that where I'm holding hurt and questions and fear and uncertainty in both of my hands. And it's a very, very heavy thing. And if I'm doing that, I know that somebody else is doing that as well. One of the things that I wrote recently is uh, life is not a race and you are not behind. And that just res- seemed to resonate with with yep. 
a lot of people. And I, I think it's because we get caught up in, in, in this comparison game. We're sitting on the internet or we're watching our friends or we're even sitting in pews at church and we're seeing how this family is doing this or this person is doing yeah. this or this person's driving this car. And a lot of us can't help but think we've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. We've made the wrong mm-hmm. choice somewhere along the line. We should have been doing what this person's doing or what this person's doing. And we feel like we're behind and you know, it's the reminder of life is not a race and you are not behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as hard as that is to believe it's, it's true. Yeah. I got to tell you, Tanner, that, that, that precise phrase, once you, you put that one out, life is not a race and you're not behind. I think I, I first saw it on one of the, like the sweatshirts that you've, you've recently launched is actually where I yeah. first saw it. I saw a picture mm-hmm. of that and we'll talk about some of the, some of the merchandise, the, the hope filled merchandise that you've, you're, you've launched uh, recently in, in a minute. But, uh, but I've actually used that phrase twice now in the last two weeks, like in pastoral counseling settings. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've, and I've quoted you, I've, I've given you credit. I've said, you know, <laughs> I've got a friend named Tanner. And one of the things that he reminded me of recently is that life is not a race and you are not yeah. behind. And you, you are right. For whatever reason, like that phrase, that notion, that permission to not be in the hustle and the hurry and the comparison game, it, mm-hmm. it just speaks so deeply to so many hearts right yeah. now. Yeah. What I, and I think that's... <sighs> It's an interesting word. And I thought about it a lot too, the word permission. I think people are looking for permission to agree with something that resonates deep within them. Yeah. Right. And I, Cause I think they, they think that life has to, I, we think that life has to be like this and like this and like this. And when it's not, it's almost as if I need someone to tell me that it's okay, that where I'm at is okay. Yeah. And it, and it yeah. is, yeah. um, I don't know. Life is the, the, the older I get, the, the more I realize that life is just heavy and hard and difficult. And it's not something that I can do alone. And it's something that I need a lot of grace filled reminders of. Yeah. And I mean, Jesus does this, right? Like that's what he does is he comes and he speaks truth into our hurts, into our pain. It doesn't say it's all going to be easy tomorrow, but we know how the story ends. Yeah. That's right. Oh, Tanner, you're speaking my language. Um, so I was at an event a few weeks ago and, um, the person running the event is a mutual friend of yours and mine. And she was like, I asked this friend of mine to create a poem about this experience we were going through. And it was a very deep, intense experience. And I'm sitting there and I was like, Oh my God, I know this voice. (laughs) And I realized it was you. And it was so crazy to be in this thing that you were not a part of. Right. But you used word and, um, the understanding of a human experience to so perfectly encapsulate what we were going through, through this very intense process. And I thought, I was like, what's so cool about this is the understanding. And I think you, you just kind of touched on this is like poetry. It was different than like somebody standing up there and going, you guys are feeling this and you're feeling this, but it was like a really beautiful poetry was just a really beautiful way to say, I understand. And I can give you voice to what you're feeling without, without like, being put upon. And I just thought like, how do you take something like that? Somebody comes to you and says, um, Hey, I've got this thing and I need, I need something to encapsulate this experience. Go. <laughs> like, what does that look like for you? Uh, it looks like while we're having the conversation on the phone, I am scribbling notes and just saying, just keep talking, like, just keep telling me things. <laughs> and I'm just like, everything is popping up and pulling up. And, and, and so for me, when I sit down to, to write a, a piece, whether that's just like on my own or for somebody else, a lot of it is just trying to get as many thoughts onto a piece of paper as possible. And then going back and then crossing things out and saying, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And then I go to thesaurus.com and 
It's like, how do I say this differently? <laughs> but a lot of it is, um, I, what I, and the thing about poetry is I'm, I'm not trying to fix anything or anyone with my words. Right. I'm not, I'm not a handy person. I I'm a, I'm a big feeler, uh, which is why I write poetry. Uh, cause I can't help how I feel and I can't help but try to express that and write that, um, and see if that connects with somebody else. And so for me, as I'm, as I'm writing a piece, I'm just trying to be as brutally honest as possible while kind of standing behind the fog because I don't want myself to get in the way of the message. I want the message to just kind of lead the way. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as, as I try, try to reflect on why it is that, that your work for me resonates so deeply and, and, and obviously resonates so well with, with, with so many other people, but then also like the power of art in general. And I wonder if it's like, I wonder if it's like the, like the power of art, whether it's poetry or something else is that, you know, to your point, it doesn't really offer solutions, but it does offer acknowledgement and you can mm-hmm. like good art and good, good poetry, like what you offer, like I can read it and feel seen and understood mm-hmm. and validated. And, and as I do my work in like pastoral care and counseling, so often what, what I'm discovering, and maybe you're discovering this as well, Tanner, is that what people are coming for is, is not often a solution, not often a fix. What like the fix and the solution will, will come. I think very often what they want is to just know I'm not alone in this. I'm not crazy also by feeling this or thinking this. And um, uh, I, 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 am, I am seen and still accepted despite kind of wrestling with all this. And I think the power of what you do and, and what other artists do is, is not that they offer us solutions, but they, they offer us a mirror and we can see ourselves and we can see that we're not alone and we can mm-hmm. see, and we can feel validated in the difficulties that we're, that we're wrestling with. Does that, does that, Makes sense. That's at exactly. All? I mean, that's exactly it. I think the hardest thing for me as a as a poet, and I think a lot of artists might say this as well, is uh, it's hard for us to get your time. Mm-hmm. All we want is your time, so that you can kind of sit with what we've created. And as we know, like it's hard to find time. It's hard to give other people your time because there's something in your in your pocket, just phone that you can always be looking at, or there's there's always something on the calendar or the schedule, or there's this or that that's coming up. And what a poet or a musician or, or a painter, what they say is like, just give me a little bit of time so we can, so you can sit with what we've created because what we've created, we think can be helpful for you, mm-hmm. but it's not an answer. It's not something that's going to like spur you ahead, at least not right away. It's just going to be something that, like you said, it's going to validate them. It's going to see them. It's going to say things along the lines of it's okay to be you. Mm-hmm. And life is not a race and you're not behind and all the yeah. things like it's, it's, that's what it's, that's what it's offering. But again, the, the hardest thing is for people to say, okay, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll come to that poetry event or I'll sit with this thing. That's going to make me sit with the things that are inside of me mm. because we're so good at really numbing ourselves and watching another season of survivor. So <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to ask you about the like creation process a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. so for those of us that aren't like witty, great with words, people like you, what would you say to somebody who's like, like, I want, I've I've got this in me and I want to get it out. Like, what, what do you say to somebody who's like, oh, I could never write poetry like you, like, what's the creation? What would you say to somebody who wants to create, but it's just like, I don't, I don't think I can. Yeah. If somebody says to me, I can't write poetry like you. My first response is that's good. Cause I'm already doing that. So you should write, you should write it. You should write it your own way. Like you should, you should create your own style. And just the the hardest part is to, is to just 
begin? And what is the point of doing it? Like for me, when I first started writing, the point was to get all of these words and emotions and feelings out of my, out of me and onto a piece of paper to where I could see the things that I was thinking and feeling and going through. And so when someone's like, you know, I, I want to create, I want to, I want to, well, just the hardest thing to be, to do is to just, is to just begin. So just begin and to not compare yourself to that artist or that artist or that artist, but to just say, hey, I'm just going to start today and I'm going to write. And it may not be good. It may not make any sense. Um, I write, I write, I make a lot of lists, like even in my writings, like I just wrote, I just wrote something the other day and it's all about like, uh, like it's the title of it is bring your you. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's talking about just like, just be who you were created to be in Christ. And I even, I had this one little line where I was like, you know, celebrate the things that you love. And I list like wildflowers and garlic bread and all the things that I love that somebody else out there also loves too. And I think, I know I'm rambling just a little bit, but there is something that happens when you decide to be honest with yourself that allows other people to be honest with themselves as well. And so when we sit with the things that are happening inside us, the things that have gone on around us, and we begin to share those things, either those, maybe the words are muddled, maybe they don't make a lot of sense as they come out of your mouth. Like somebody's going to be able to pick up the honest pieces and run with them. Hmm. Or in the least bit, they're going to be able to bring that honesty to somebody else. Yeah, well, let's 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 dig a little more into that because you know one one of your you know frequent messages is spread hope, and implied in that is that you want those who receive the hope from you to then pass it on to others. And you know the vast majority of people who who take in your poetry and the hope that you offer, they're not going to write poetry of their own. Some some may be poets in waiting, right? Um, and 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 may do that someday. But for the most of us, it's not going to come in the form of, of of a written word like like you do. And yet. We, our words have power and can spread hope and can, and can be a source of encouragement and, and life to other people. Would, would you talk for a bit about how, even if we're not a poet, uh, our words have power and how we can use them to do what you are constantly kind of encouraging us to do, to spread hope into the lives of other people? Like, what, what does that look like for me who loves your poetry, but's not a poet? <laughs> um. It's in, in all the spaces that we go to, and all the people that we encounter. I think we always have this this choice of okay, what's the next thing that's going to come out of my mouth? And I often say the wrong thing, but I'm learning to not say that thing and then to try to say something hopeful or honest or true instead. And I think it's a scary thing to offer somebody hope with your own words. And sometimes spreading hope or offering hope looks like just sitting in silence next to somebody who needs your presence. And sometimes it looks like saying something brave or honest or true that maybe you haven't said before, right? Like you remember the first time you you told somebody you love them, like it's a scary thing at first, but then as you get, then as you grow that, grow with that person, like then it just becomes something that you say because it just continues to grow true. And I think like, as I'm at coffee shops and as I'm at the grocery store and alongside people, like, I don't want to be slow to say something that is beautiful and true because that mm-hmm. might just change something for somebody. Yeah. It's a risky thing. It's a risky thing to be hopeful. And it's a risky thing to say the thing that you don't necessarily want to say, but you think it could offer somebody something good. Mm-hmm. Um and so speaking up and saying what is honest and saying what is true. I don't know if that makes any sense. I kind of just got lost in my own head there, which is, which is why I'm a writer. I need to go back and see my words. But it, I mean, I mean, to your point, man, it's like, like, like if you want to spread hope, it's going to be risky. 
Mm. Right. And there's going to be a lot of unknown. Yeah. But it's also going to change somebody's outlook. Yeah. It's going to, yeah, it's going to feel vulnerable. You, you know, if you're, you're going to say something hopeful that they need and that your heart is feeling deeply, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to feel, like you said, it's going to, it's going to feel like, it's going to feel like a risk. Tanner, Exhausting. Do, yeah. Do, do, do you feel like, you know, in this particular day and age, where we're kind of more, and this is just me, just my, my observation, like, you know, we're more in our devices and we're more disengaged. Uh, we, we, we are more passive when it comes to, I think, to relationships in terms of like putting ourselves out there and saying what we actually think, you know, we don't do, and now I'm going to sound like an old man. We don't, we don't do things like write thank you notes and things like that anymore. I feel, <laughs> I feel like we're in like a day and age where we are, we are more reserved with our words. We, we, or we are more mm-hmm. tempted to just hold back and keep things to ourselves rather than write that encouraging note, rather than mm-hmm. speak up and, and say, and say that thing. Uh, to that to that seeming stranger next to us in line, um, I, f- I feel like we're in a moment where people are uh, much more attuned to just being inside of themselves rather than stepping outside of their comfort zone and taking the extra step of intentionality to speak something or say something hope filled or encouraging to to somebody else. That, that's my take. Do, do you do you agree with that? Do you feel like this is harder for us now than it's been in previous years? You know, I, I think so. I don't. Yes. And I think we do that because we're trying to protect ourselves. Mm. I think so because we're trying to protect ourselves from becoming vulnerable or from being hurt because we decided to be vulnerable. We're, we're, we're scared or we're nervous to, to write the thank you note because we might spell a word wrong and someone might put it on Twitter and it might go viral because you put Y-O-U-R instead of Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, <laughs> right? I think we're, and maybe that's just where I'm coming from, where I'm afraid to do something that I, and, and be wrong. Like, yeah. I just don't want to be wrong or say the wrong thing or, mm-hmm. or go down this relationship because I might get hurt. And so I think like, like I said, it's, it's a risky thing to live a hopeful life, but it is a fulfilling thing to do so. Right. And I think that's what Jesus invites us into time and time again, is to live with hope and to step into the uncertain and into the unknown with hope, not knowing how it's going to go, obviously, but knowing, like we said again and again, we know how the story ends. And we know that when we, when we extend hope to others, it changes everything for the better. Yeah. Um. So in order to have this message of hope, like you've obviously experienced hope in your life, who has like done that for you? Has anybody ever like stepped out and spoken out hope in your life? Matt Popovitz. Um, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> this true. podcast, uh, right? That's what you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, a couple of years back in, in 2019, I was working at a church in Austin, Texas, alongside uh, my good friend Barrett Graving and Barrett sat me down one day and he knew that I was I was I really wanted to become a writer like all I really wanted to do was write and so Barrett sat me down and he's like hey I think I think we should talk about this I, I want to help you and want to show you that this is something that you can do and so it was somebody coming to me and saying hey like you can you can do this thing like you can, maybe you just don't see it yet, but like it's possible and it's not going to be easy, but like you can do it. And I think that's, that's what happens when, when we live something hopeful and honest is, is we do take a risk with our words or, or we say something that might sound outlandish or crazy, mm-hmm. but it's going to be the thing that somebody else needs to hear, not just to like, not to appease them, but because it's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just don't see it yet. Like it's mm-hmm. true deep down inside of them, but they just don't. They're not standing at the right angle to see it. And so mm-hmm. for someone to come alongside them and, and say, hey, like, 
what if we looked at it like this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the work of the poets and also the work of the preachers, you know, in the podcaster. What, what if we just looked at it like this for a second? Mm-hmm. How does yeah. that change things for us? Yeah. And what does that mean about tomorrow? How, how do you stay kind of fueled and filled with hopefulness so that you can you can spread that hope and and through your art and then also through your personal life just be a be a sharer of that hope? I mean, I, I assume that this is that there's got to be some some reservoir that you're drawing from other than just I mean, I know you're a follower of Jesus and they're kind of yeah. you know generically not to under not to undersell that at all, but like yes, you, you know, hope <laughs> in Christ. But but then but that is often fueled to us in in, in much more kind of regular kind of practical rhythms. And disciplines that kind of keep us anchored in that hope and focused on that, or are there particular people that you like pivot to and go, "All right, fill me, remind me." <laughs> what are the What are the people, or the, who are the people? What are the practices? What are the rhythms that that you try to hold tight to that help you stay kind of anchored in hope as uh, as a messenger of hope? Um, I, the way that I, I when I when I visit schools and I, and I talk about poetry and writing with like third graders and eighth graders and, you know, 12th graders and stuff like that is, is, is as a, as a writer and a poet, your job is to investigate the world. Mm-hmm. And so you're constantly looking for the story. You're looking for where the light's coming in through the crack or through the darkness. You're looking for where, where hope is absent in and negativity is highlighted over and over again. I maybe spend a little bit too much time on Twitter. Uh, and that is not a great place to be really ever, no matter what kind of mindset you're in. Um, it's taken me a long time to curate my feed to where it is just like really bad jokes and NBA news. But for a while, it was, you know, people don't put hopeful or happy things on Twitter. We put things on there that's going to to go viral because somebody did something wrong or was insensitive sure. or whatever it is. And so it's even in, in seeing those things and seeing stories and headlines and the things that I don't need to see where there's an absence of hope where people are longing for something more, but we're distracting ourselves with the things that are of hurt and of negativity and of pain. There are a lot of different writers that I'll go to and, and I'll read what they've written or shared. Um, Morgan Harper Nichols is one of those on, on, and she writes a lot on Instagram and, and she's been, she's, she does a really great job of, uh, of just writing these little pieces that just remind you that there's something more. Um, and a lot of times my work has been compared to hers, but uh, from a different kind of angle, but it is taking these these simple, big truths and sharing them in a way that is honest um, in in highlighting the hope that is in the uncertainty. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what are some of the next projects that you've got on the uh, on the horizon? I know you've you, you've published is is it three books or four books so far? It's four so far. It's it's four. four. And what's what yeah. what are some of the next projects you've got on the horizon? Where can we where are we going to be able to get even more hope? through written to speak Tanner Olson in the near future. Well, when you say, you know, what's on the horizon, my first thought was overthinking. I'm probably going to be overthinking just about everything. Um, I'm currently, I'm currently working on a memoir right now. And so um, trying to tell more stories in, in the ways that uh, the way that I have discovered hope, discovered hope and stumbled upon hope and, 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 and found answers in my questions and questions and my answers and trying to just explore that a little bit more. Uh, and if you ever want like, you know, intense personal counseling, like writing a memoir is a great place to start because that, you know, you have to go back and you re- revisit all the things that you've done and shouldn't have done and uh, all the things that you've learned. And so I'm working on a memoir right now. 
and uh, I, I'm starting to, to book more events where I come and share poetry and, and tell stories in front of audiences and congregations. And um, sometimes I do that alongside uh, musicians, and sometimes it's it's just me. Um, and if you're lucky, I'll, I'll bring my dog too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the the future right now is is just to continue to to write and to spread hope and to to offer something that I wish that I would have heard five days ago. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, is it totally putting you on the spot if we ask you to share a poem with us? Mm. No, I would love to share a poem with you oh, guys. That'd be great. Um, is there? You know what? I'm just gonna randomly pick one. Uh, I'm gonna share something from my book, Walk a Little Slower. And actually I'll share the poem titled, Walk a Little Slower. Um, It's not too long, but it goes like this. I think today I'll walk a little slower and breathe a little deeper. I'll leave my phone face down inside and give my eyes a rest to see beauty beyond a screen. I'll grab a light jacket so I can still feel the cold wind holds your hand until it gets sweaty and I'll let go, but, but I'll never let go. I'll walk below and between shadows, cut through the field, cross the street when the car is clear to Today, I want to find myself beneath the limbs of the trees and later on below a few million stars. Maybe we'll see a dog or bump into old friends or, or both. And I'm not counting steps or miles, but I'm just walking because for now, I can't. And I don't know if the fu- what the future holds, if, if my days left are long or short or, well, you get it. And maybe grief is around the corner or a missed call on my face down phone back inside. Maybe there is good news in my inbox or a miracle waiting in the welcome of next month. And in the morning, I'll sit a little longer and drink a little deeper. I'll watch the light make its way through the dark morning because the light, it always finds a way. And I'll remind myself that life won't always look the way that it does. Change is coming and it might even be here. I'll remember the steps forward and the steps back that led me to where I am. And before I begin to move these feet once again, I will slowly breathe in grace and exhale peace, knowing that every piece of me is here to be. And whatever may become, well, well, for now, for now, I'll walk a little slower and breathe a little deeper because right now I'm alive and everything is okay. It's not perfect. and, And that's okay. And that's what I'm learning to tell myself these days. Everything is okay. It's not perfect, and that's okay. Yeah, that's me applauding. Oh, thank you. That's a favorite. I love it. I love it. Yeah, thanks, man. That is that that is awesome, Tanner. Um, You know, it's it's so clear that you know part of your your gifting as a writer is, and you mentioned this earlier, is your ability to just observe life and be a student of it, and 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 get a sense of of. Uh, through those observations of what people are thinking, what they're feeling, what they're wrestling with. Um, and, and, you know, my sense is that in order for all of us to be people who can use our own words in powerful ways, is that we all probably need to become better observers of of what's around us and what people are wrestling with. You know, do, do you have any, do you have any adv- adv- advice for, for all of us who need to like have, a, have, have keener eyes and a, and a sharper focus on, on the people around us and the world around us uh, so that we can really take in what they're thinking, what they're wrestling with. And so that we can then attune our words in a truly helpful, hope giving way. Like how do you, how do you become a better observer of the human experience around you so that your words can carry that much more power when you decide to wield them? <laughs> I think step one is to put your phone down. I think that's yeah. like a big one. Like it's it's to it's to minimize the distractions that are around you. Um, and and I'm and I'm really good at being distracted. It's like one of the top three things that I'm actually good at. Like that, and sitting <laughs> on the couch and ignoring all my problems. But it's like if we can just put our distractions away for a minute and say, hey, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna be with the people that are around me. And then to 
to listen and to ask questions. Um, I've, I've not been a very good question asker in the past, yeah. but it's to ask questions like, you know, will you, will you tell me more about that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, how does that make you feel? Yeah. Or, or what did that, what did that teach you? It's just asking those questions that just go just a little bit deeper. And those questions are questions that help people or they, they tell people that you see them and that you care about yeah. them and that you're listening to them. I think one of the best ways that we can spread hope is to just ask somebody an honest question out of, out of curiosity, not just to yeah. pull something out of them, to pull something out of them, but because I, I, I tr- truly care. Um, and it's just, it's a difficult thing. And I, I've learned this time and time again, just how, how difficult it is to be present. Mm-hmm. This is again, something I am not very good at, mm-hmm. but I, I, I want to, if I'm going to, to love somebody well, I need to sit with them well yeah. and just to hear them, to ask questions and, and to learn from them. And, and, and I think when I go into these conversations with the mindset of, well, I have something to learn from you. I do not know it all. Um, yeah. And just to kind of walk into a conversation with, with open hands and not like, not with an agenda. Um, yeah. And that's something else I'm really good at is walking into a conversation and having an agenda. It's going to be this long. I'll ask <laughs> right. you three questions. And then as soon as you ask me about myself, I'm going to leave. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you say that word curiosity, you know, curiosity is critical to being a, uh, it sounds like being a, being a person who, who spreads hope. And mm-hmm. I think what, what's interesting about what you said is, you know, curiosity does two things. You know, number one, if you're, if you're curious about a person and about your, your situation and, and, and their setting, it not only gives you information that then informs your ability to speak hope to them, but just the, the mm-hmm. simple act of asking honest questions of the people around you, like you said, shows that you care. And shows that you see them. And there's so much power in just that, of just caring enough to stop and ask, how are you doing? How does that make you feel? Um, what, what are you going through right now? That alone, the curiosity, not only gives you fodder for speaking hope and encouragement into their life, but just the very act of caring enough to ask speaks hope and, and, some, and some love and life in and of itself. And and part of what I what I love about your poetry, and and I and I mean this as a compliment, Tanner. So so take this oh, the right way. Up. <laughs> is that what what you have shown to me as a communicator is that there is profound power in in saying and noticing simple things, like the like the the profundity of your work for me doesn't come from like this 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 like really drawn out like analogy or, or, or witticism or thing like that. It's it's like the fact that you notice the joy of a fresh cup of coffee and you say that, and then that also speaks to me. And then I feel like deeply seen. It's these very kind of almost mundane things that you notice that are common to both of our experiences. And in that sense, like if, if, if noticing like simple things like putting your phone face down or in the, in the poet, poet, um, poem you just shared of, I'm going to hold your hand and then when it gets sweaty, I'm going to let go, but I'm never going to let go. Like that little, that simple thing you noticed about a relationship yeah. where our hands get sweaty, I'm going to let go, but in my heart, I'm never going to let go. Like that's, that's a simple observation, but that, that, that cuts me right to the heart. And so like in, in many ways, you know, it's probably not easy to speak hope, but it's also really not complex, right? It's like noticing the things that are common to us all, right? Yeah. I think what you're trying to say is I make it simple, right? Like it's just, <laughs> like, well, and that's, but that's part that, I mean, that, that's, that's the work of the poet. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I know that most people live with their heads down as they just go through life. Yeah. But I want you to look up just a little bit, like, just look at the trees. Mm-hmm. Like, just look at the trees as they blow. Like, and tell me that's not beautiful. Like, I know that's very artistic and very feely of me, maybe hippy dippy, but look at how the trees blow in the wind. 
Yeah. How is that not just like a simple but beautiful and intricate thing that God said this is going to happen yeah. because this is how it's going to happen. And that's that's the work of the poet is just to like say, hey, it's okay to slow down and it's okay to celebrate this small little thing or to rec- recognize and notice this other thing that's happening over here. You know, for the longest time, I always thought that I would have been a really great FBI agent because when I walk into a room, like I know I see all these Super things observant. that are happening and going on. Very observant, right? But like that's what makes me a poet. It's because mm-hmm. I'm seeing the things, the interactions that I'm picking up on the stuff that's around me. And maybe that's because I have some like super like narrowed in ADHD that allows me to do that. But I don't know. I think it's just because I'm just, I'm curious. Yeah. And then I, and I want to see how these two people interact at a coffee shop or, you know, as somebody's walking through the airport, like what's the thing that they're, you know, perhaps thinking about or going mm-hmm. through. Tanner, your your like brand is written to speak, right? Like I think that's your Instagram and yes. everything. And now you have written to wear. Can you oh, tell yeah. us about this? Because we're both personally super excited. We are. Yeah. So written to wear is it's basically it's just words of hope on t-shirts. So words that I've written that we put on on t-shirts and sweatshirts and all that kind of stuff. And I work with my I work in, with my good friend James Seleska on this. Like he's the designer. He does all the behind the scenes stuff. I would just say things like. I would really like a, a, a t-shirt that says spread hope on it. And most, mostly because like, I want to wear it when I go do events or while I'm sitting around my house. Um, but it's been this, it's been a fun project that we just released a little while ago. And uh, the idea is that people can just spread hope by just walking around yeah. by wearing the, the, the simple truths that we've been talking. And as they walk into a room or seeing reminders, like life is not a race and you are not behind. You know, I think about, you know, as you, as you walk to the airport or the grocery store, like people got headphones on, like they're not, they're not there to talk to you. <laughs> right. But if you're wearing something that says, you know, spread hope, life is not a race and you're up behind, or even like my favorite is just happy to be here. Yeah. Like that might change something for somebody, maybe for 10 minutes, maybe they might think about it when they're having a bad day later on. But it's just those little those little reminders that that really take us a long way, right? Like I, th- I think a lot about um, like we always in the church we always come back to Psalm twenty three, we always come back to it, and why do we come back to it? Because it's beautiful, it's true, and it's simple, but it's deeply intricate. And I want to create mm. you know pieces of clothing that when somebody reads it, 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 it kind of hits them in a place where they can say, oh yeah, you know I needed to read that too. And then maybe they'd be like, I also want to buy it, but that's not the, that's not the, funny. <laughs> you know, but it's just, I don't know. It, it's a fun thing. And as an, as a, as a writer, uh, you can't really just be a writer. You have to do other things in order to mm-hmm. keep being a writer. Sure. And so this is a fun little, this is also a fun creative outlet, but, uh, but a way to, to allow us to keep doing the things that we're doing uh, with written to speak. I'll tell you what, my 17-year-old daughter, who is a big fan of your poetry, <laughs> when I shared with her that that written to wear was a thing and that it was launching, she was super excited. And my whole family went on and we we bought, I think, <laughs> one of one of everything. And it, and it's really and honestly, it's it number one, it's because we love you and we know you and we want to support you. But number two, it's like the messages on these t-shirts and and sweatshirts um are just so, so hope filled. Like I'm, I'm excited that I'm going to get to wear a shirt that says just happy to be here yeah. um, or a t-shirt yeah. or a sweatshirt that says spread hope. And I can wear it yeah. around the school that I serve and the church that I serve. And I think, I think that is, I think that is fantastic. 
Tanner, no, I appreciate Tan- that. I really. Oh do. man, it's it's so it's so good. I mean, like if you're gonna rep and, and anything and send any kind of message, I, you know, you said it earlier. Like we we are in like a like a hope deficit culture, mm-hmm. and so like if you can spread anything, let's let's spread this message that there's a reason to be happy, there's a reason to have joy, uh, and that there there is this kind of ultimate hope that can that can anchor us and buoy us in yeah. uh, a truly insane and crazy world that we live in. Um, T- Tanner, you know, as we, as we kind of turn to, to a close here, uh, again, just focusing on how, on how we can be sharers of hope to the world around us. We're not all poets, but we are all people who know other people who need hope. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I-, I was wondering if maybe as we close, like you could kind of model this a, just a little bit for us. Um, you know, not using one of your poems, but just knowing that there's somebody here who's listening to this today of all the people who, stream or download our podcast, there is, there is somebody, at least one who's listening today, who is, uh, who is feeling a bit hopeless, who is feeling, uh, maybe particularly sad. Uh, the dark clouds have kind of gathered over, over their life or in their heart and their mind. And, and, and they need just a little bit of encouragement. Um, they need a little bit of hope kind of spread into their corner of the world. Um, knowing that they're listening, um, is it, what might you offer to them today? Uh, there's, there's two things that I would, I would suggest to them. Uh, I was, a an out of college or in college, I was a, I was a youth leader and I got to work and my youth, the youth group that I got to work with, it was like 15 high school girls and two boys. Uh, and it was a very, it was such a fun group, but we never played games. Every time we tried to play a game together, it would always be like, can we just like sit around and talk? So we got to have all these really one conversations and get to build some really great relationships. And um, one of the girls called me up one day and was like, Hey, like, I'm just not doing, I'm not doing too well. And I, this was like before the mental health conversation has really, really took off. And I was like, well, maybe what we can do together is we can just make a list of all the things that, that we love. It's all the things that bring us joy, all the things that make us smile is, you know, anything from like riding with the windows down to mangoes to like having a good hair day, like whatever it is. Like, let's just like write, make a list of those things and write them down and, and see how we feel after that. And we'll share them with each other. And so that's one thing that I might suggest is maybe make a list of all those things that do bring you joy, mm-hmm. that remind you that you are just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing that I would I would say is actually is a, is a poem that I'll share. Uh, it's a poem titled stay. Um, and I wrote this a couple of years back, uh, during, um, the month of September, which is suicide prevention month. And, uh, it's all about just like an invitation to stay for today and, and to keep going into, uh, well, and you'll hear it. It goes like this today. All I can say is stay. And I know that may not be easy to hear and this one word m- might bring fear, but stay. Stay for the sunsets and sunrises and surprises that do somersaults straight into your soul. Stay for sequels and prequels because you never know if Space Jam 2 will be a bust or beautiful, but we know now. Stay for the reunions and weddings and reruns of King of Queens and Freaks and Geeks. Stay for viral videos of animals doing what we thought they could do only in our dreams. Stay to wake to another day with grace. Stay to wake up to another day that could be the best day. Stay to shake the slumber of your sleeping self and stay for confetti cake because confetti cake is good. Stay for summer days at the lake and for the moments of give and take, stay. And I know, I know today is hard and tomorrow might be too, but move closer to see the beauty found within all that has come to be. 
Let the light shine through all the cracks, scars, and questions and stay. And I know, I know there are days and the last thing you want to do is stay. But if you stay for today, then I'll see you tomorrow. And tomorrow is worth staying for. Maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow we can have some confetti cake. Tanner, I think that's probably a good, uh, a great word to end on. Thank you so much for being here today. This was so much fun. I love hanging out with you guys. It's fun to be part of the conversation instead of just like talking (laughs) in the car to you all. So we love having you you on, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for what you guys do. Like it really, it it, it matters. Uh, And you guys do make things simple, which is what we all need. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tanner. Let's do it again, man. Yeah. Okay, Rachel. It was a good conversation, right? It was great. It was great. I knew it would be. Yeah. Yeah. T- Tanner is, like I said at the beginning, he's just delightful to talk to. And he's just, uh, he's full of so much wit and wisdom and um, just a kind, kind, good guy. And I feel like there's like a, there's like an absence of, of kind and hope-filled and thoughtful people in this world. And, and so it's always just refreshing when, when we get to spend time with Tanner. So, mm-hmm. So what were some of your takeaways from from our conversation with him about poetry and in particular, like the power of hope and how to be a person that spreads mm-hmm. and shares hope in this world? You know, I really like that he, um, well, he he speaks with a lot of intentionality and you can tell like he just tries to have like, like that choosing his words wisely and just being intentional. I, I yeah. that's, the, that's what keeps coming to mind is like, so he's out in the world and he's doing things and he's trying to observe and avoid distraction and really just... Um, be intentional, not uh, accidentally stumbling across things. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. Uh, as a poet and a writer, he's he's careful and purposeful and intentional mm-hmm. with his words. Even in this conversation, you can just, you can you can hear the thoughtfulness that he brings, not just mm-hmm. to his poetry, of course, but even to, to, to our conversation. You know, there, there was a couple times when, as he's answering questions, I'm like, I'm like, where is my pen? I need to like write that down <laughs> and remember that turn of phrase. Was there like a particular yeah. phrase that he said in our conversation that stood out to you? Um, there were so many, I liked when he said he was talking about like, what do you say to somebody who wants to write poetry or is thinking about poetry? And he says, you know, just begin, Yeah, just begin. I was like, oh, that's, that's so good. Um, I have one that I'm going to save because it's my make it simple at the end. So I'm not going to say it yet, but then, um, just as he was like, it's not about trying to fix things. It's just about like, like expressing those feelings and being with somebody. Uh, That's such a powerful way to move about the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so much of, of bringing hope just seems to be like observation yeah. and then like the willingness to share what you notice about the human experience and let that just resonate with the other person who sees those things too. You know, I think so much for me, you know, as a, as a, as, as a, as a pastor and, and as part of a, being a pastor, you know, offering pastoral care and counsel, I, I think, I, I think I overcomplicate what it means to be a hope-filled presence for people. Like, sure. because I go to that place so often where I'm like, ah, oh, they need, they need like the perfect Bible verse that's going to make the lights come mm-hmm. on and make all the pain go away. Or, or they need you know, like the, the, the perfect piece of advice that's going to make everything click. And now all of a sudden, like all their problems disappear. And, you know, that, that's just, Number one, that's not even possible (laughs) very often. But number two, like Tanner is evidence through his own work that, that so much of just giving hope and speaking life and encouragement into other people is, is not offering answers so much as it is validating the struggle. And it is recognizing 
the walk and the journey that that we are all on. And I think so much of of giving hope is just letting people know, like, I see it too, mm-hmm. and you're not alone, and the story doesn't end in this difficult place. That, that, that's that's what's among many things that sticks out for me. Yeah. Well, and he said at one point, um, he used the phrase, can I come sit with you? Yeah. And that idea of like using poetry as a way of um, feeling seen and heard and having somebody yeah. say like, I, can I sit with you? Um, man, that's beautiful. That's so powerful. It is. Yeah. And if, and if you would like, to, if you're not yet familiar with all of Tanner's work, I just really encourage you to, to, to go to written to speak.com or if you're on Instagram, uh, at written W R I T T E N two T O speak and, and, and just scroll through. I mean, every day he's yeah. posting just little sentences on scraps of paper that are just so encouraging and you feel very seen and understood. And, but then also, you know, if you're a person of faith that they're, they're, they are tied, there are all these breadcrumbs and sometimes like direct lines right back to the resurrection of Jesus yeah. and the hope that we have in him. So so it's just it's, it's just really good stuff. So go to his website writtentospeak.com or mm-hmm. on Instagram at writtentospeak. And then we mentioned his his clothing line. We don't usually like, you know, push people's products on this show. <laughs> sure. So so I hope you know like this is not we don't have any special deal with him or anything. We, right. we we typically if somebody if somebody's got a book, we mention the book, but we don't urge people to go out, you know, go out and buy it right now. But like yeah. you know, I, I'm super biased towards Tanner and you know, if if you do want to wear something that spreads a little joy and also helps mm-hmm. a starving poet, you can go to <laughs> writtentowear.com and you can yeah. grab some of his really just kind of refreshing merchandise. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Rachel, what is your, what, what's your make it simple soundbite for today? So he said, uh, at one point he said, don't be slow to say something beautiful. And I was just like, like my heart exploded. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> like I want to carry Like that's what I want on a t-shirt, you know? Yeah. Um, just that, that idea of like carry myself in such a way and like that hesitation you feel. Cause I don't know if we're, I think it's less about like not wanting to say something. So I look stupid or uninformed, but I don't want to like put upon people, but like, let's, let's set that aside for a second and don't be slow to say something beautiful. Like, ah, yes. I love it. That's that, that's great. I could almost end right there too, because that could easily be mine. Um, But, but from, from my takeaway uh, on the topic of being a, a hope filled presence to others, um, even mm-hmm. though I'm, I'm not a poet, I'm just a person who knows other people who need hope. Um, yeah. th- three, three words, three phrases came to mind from our conversation with Tanner. So my takeaway is this, be curious, be present, and be bold. Mm-hmm. So be curious to ask questions, be present with other people, just sit with them. Oftentimes it's not about saying anything, it's just connecting and being present with them. But when it does come time to speak, be bold enough to be vulnerable, to risk, and to say, Here's the word of encouragement. Here's the word of hope. Be curious, be present, and be bold. We would love to know what your Make It Simple takeaway is. So you can head over to our Instagram, and you can look at the post for um, for this week's episode, and you can drop a comment there. Uh, give it a like, and if you're not already following us on Instagram, please do that. Uh, it's, it's at M Popovitz, at M-P-O-P-O-V-I-T-S, and you'll see the post featuring Tanner Olson, and drop a comment. Tell us what you thought about the episode. Tell us what your takeaway was. We would love to hear from you. All right, Rachel. So my, my charge for the rest of the day is to go out and uh, spread a little hope. I'm going to be curious, be present, and be bold enough to speak. All right? What are you going to do with the rest of your day? I'm going to go say beautiful things to the people I love. <laughs> yes, go do it. 
<laughs> go do it. The world needs yeah. more beautiful things. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, and then at some point in the near future, we'll meet up like this again. And we'll talk to more really interesting people and try to make it simple. Sound good? Let's do it. Thanks for helping us make it simple. The show is produced by MPM. Our editor is Marsha Lambeth. Artwork for the show was designed by Brenton Little. Do you have a topic you'd like us to tackle or an expert you'd like us to chat with? Send your ideas to info at mattpopovitz.com. That's info at M-A-T-T-P-O-P-O-V-I-T-S dot com. And if you'd like more information about Make It Simple or MPM, just head to mattpopovitz.com.